0: Hi, it's Jack from Yes To I Do. I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. Um, This episode was our very first Facebook Live episode. This happens on the first Monday of every month, uh, as best we can anyway. You'll be able to keep up to date on the Facebook page, so please stay tuned for the next one. The full episode is available on the Facebook page at the moment, uh, if you want to listen to the whole thing. This is an edited version of it to keep it under half an hour, so if you're interested head over to the Facebook page to listen to the whole thing. But I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Yes Do I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Pearcy.
1: Hello and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name is Chris Pearcy, professional magician, mind reader, hypnotist, and I'm joined by the ever lovely and quiffed uh, Jack Brister. (laughs) Sorry, your quiff just distracted me there.
0: Freshly cut. Freshly, freshly cut. It, 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 oh, you, got, you had a
1: haircut had today. this afternoon. Ah, and please insert your own yeah, haircut. I, mean, drink I told there. you I was having a haircut when we recorded a show earlier. I did. We were at the Italian... Well, I was at the Italian Villa uh, earlier on recording a, a podcast about uh, tips for choosing a wedding venue, which, uh, yeah, the lovely Frankie uh, provided an awful lot of information. I was in... I, that far seemed like a bigger pause after awful I was wondering where uh, an, an awful lot of uh, very very useful information so yeah, she was just great uh um but yeah we're talking about wedding fairs and whether you should attend them so jack straight off the bat should you attend wedding fairs yes cool thanks thank that was a short thanks for joining show, us today <laughs> <laughs> That's alright I'm off no we're done uh, um but oh, why then what what's your what's your opinion? Um, I think that they are essential to attend. I
0: I was reading a statistic uh, yesterday, I think it was, that said 40% of brides don't attend wedding fairs. And I think that's a staggeringly high number um, because it's a fantastic place to just gather information Mm. about everything to do with weddings. Like, it is anything you could ever imagine and things you would never have thought about are going to be there so if you've you know even if you've got a venue sorted and a photographer sorted that doesn't mean you don't need to attend a wedding fair because you know you can find a dress there you can find sweet carts there you can find table decorations there you can find entertainment there you can find all sorts of things so i think um it's a great place to just
1: find ideas if nothing else uh what do you think i yeah i i wholeheartedly agree i mean I, i Attend well, not attend. I like exhibit at a quite a large number of weddings. It's not loads, but uh, you know, quite a few wedding fairs a year. And the reason I do that is because I think that it's from our perspective as magicians, I think that it's really important uh, for people to actually see in person what it is that we do. Cause it's all very well having uh, seeing magicians perform on video or whatever, um, but you know, video in real life is is two completely different things. There's no there's no camera cuts available once you once you're in person Um, but I think the main and biggest reason is going back to what was mentioned in kind of previous podcasts is about getting that connection with the suppliers Um, you know it's all you can email people you can get people on the phone uh, or whatever else but until you meet someone in person you don't really know exactly what they're like I mean what if they're you know just really annoying the one thing I actually wanted to bring up was the difference between a wedding fair and a wedding open day yes Um, so um, what is the difference between a wedding fair and a wedding open day, Jack? Uh, so or am I going to explain
0: that? No, I mean, I, I'll i give it a go. You may want to chip in with, with your thoughts, because I think, again, there there is a certain amount of variation within this, but for me, a wedding fair is just sort of a... I don't want to use the term free-for-all, but there's no sort of vetting system that necessarily goes into a wedding fair. It's any almost anyone who's a supplier can... Come to a wedding fair, but a wedding open day or a wedding open evening is generally just for the recommended suppliers for that particular venue. So, that venue has seen these people work many times, knows, likes, trusts them. They've already uh, got some sort of connection with the venue, so they know the venue very well. So, uh, generally, I would say that a, a wedding open day for a bride is a, could be a better place to go than perhaps a wedding fair. Because that's where you're gonna meet the vetted uh, and the best of the best in theory um, couple uh, suppliers.
1: yeah, I, I think that's uh, fairly close to what I would say. I think that I do think that wedding fairs are getting better at vetting people because I think that's so, like I mean I've there's been a few that I've been invited to before where it's literally like it just seems like whoever's organizing it is just doing a scattershot email to as many wedding suppliers as possible and they're literally just trying to get money into their pockets without really much care about you know who who's there whereas i've been to you know for wedding open days you know they are a lot more exclusive and like you said they these will be the uh the cream of the crop as far as the venue is concerned Uh, and particularly with kind of the higher end venues um, it is very difficult to become their recommended supplier you don't it doesn't just kind of fall into your lap it's a something that happens from years of graft and doing countless weddings there um, at at the venue Um, so I mean that that's probably the difference so I think that wedding open days I think probably have a Greater value to the couple um, than a wedding fair, and I'd say that if you are getting married at the venue where the open day is, because obviously you can attend to most open days regardless of where you're getting married. Yeah, if if, if you are getting married at the, the venue where the open day is, definitely attend because the suppliers there—they will be the recommended ones—but also one of the reasons is because they will know that venue in in and out so i mean it's stuff that you you won't even think of so for a dj for instance it's uh, they're going to have a lot of equipment they're going to know the best places the the best access routes and kind of how how exactly they set up their equipment and things like that whereas someone else you might find he might be cheaper or something else or uh, they they might not know that and you know it's it's those little things that, you know, the logistical things perhaps that you don't quite consider, uh, especially when it comes down to things like des- uh, wedding designers or florists and things like that, where you know, things have got to be stuck up or kind of hung or whatever. Um, those are the things that you perhaps want to be considering slightly more. Uh, and you're going to, by going to an open day and choosing the supply there, you are going to be getting more out of that.
0: Yeah, I think.
1: That's not to say that other supplies shouldn't be considered. No,
0: absolutely. I, I think um, that. There's a when when you go to a wedding open the evening or a wedding open day is that obviously you're meeting the recommended suppliers. And the advantages of that, as you've already mentioned, is that they will know certain things and they'll be able to advise a lot better. So a florist, for example, will be able to say, you know, a big floral arch won't work in this venue because of here. Or you're going to have to put that arch here if you want to do that, because that's where you're going to get the best light in or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, they're going to know a hell of a lot more about that venue and how their product or their service works best in that venue. So I think there's a massive advantage to doing that. But that's not to say that you should necessarily stick with those people because, of course, um, just because you're not a recommended supplier doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing at that venue. You may have been to that venue before because I've been to venues before and I'm not a recommended supplier there. That doesn't mean I don't know the venue. It just means I'm not there. a recommended magician. Um, yep. So... it' And ultimately, you've got to, as we've said many times before, is you've got to get on with that person or that supplier, whoever it might be, you've got to get on with them, you've got to know them, you've got to entrust them with your day. So, you know, if you are looking at a florist, for example, just because that florist is the recommended supplier doesn't mean you necessarily have to use them because you may not get on with them. You may not click in the right kind of personality, but you may have met someone at a different wedding fair that you really get on really well well with, in which case... You should probably go with them because they will probably they will still have the the expertise and the knowledge. Uh but they just may not know the venue quite as well. But you're better off going with the person, in my opinion, you're better off going with the person that you know and you like better.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. And I think that uh the one the other thing I really wanted to um point out today was the whether it's an open day or whether it's a wedding fair, I don't think it matters with regards to this point. And this covers something which uh, Kirsten Sayre mentioned in our very first episode. Uh, and it was also mentioned by uh, Jessica Hillier in her episode which is coming up uh, Thursday next week. week. Uh, yeah. So look forward to, uh, next week, yeah. So listen out for that one, and it's the idea that you know with the rise of Pinterest, uh, every every um, couple tends to have a Pinterest board now, and they'll have all sorts of pictures, all sorts of kind of wedding ideas, kind of an online scrapbook if you like, and quite often the makeup or the hair or the the flowers or the arrangements or the design has been so heavily photoshopped that it doesn't actually bear a true resemblance to what is actually possible in real life so by going to a wedding fair and um, having the make having like a makeup done on the day having hair done on the day seeing the designs that a kind of florist or a designer's got you actually get to see true to life exactly what that will look like on the day um
0: and i think you're right and that's something that as magicians uh is it, very important because as you you know it's very easy to see something on TV or on a YouTube video and just go, mm, "Meh," but it's not until you're you're kind of in the room with that person you get to see exactly how they work, what they do, um, that, that you really kind of get to see them and their personality come through that you'll never really quite get in film or you know even over email or on the phone to them. So that's that's a fantastic point uh, about actually being at a wedding fair.
1: Another thing is bridal shows. What's well, sure, quite often they have like a, a catwalk show in the middle of wedding fairs. Now, I, I don't get to see this. obviously I'm still at my stand in general. What, yeah, what's your so on those? I, same as you, I'm mm. generally at my stand, so I don't usually get to see them. Um,
0: but I think they... I think it's... It, yeah, mm. what do I think about those? I think... Um, they're slightly better than, they're, they're good to go to because they're better than a Pinterest board because they can't be photoshopped,
1: that's yep. the advantages of one of those. I think I think it's also, you're never going to get a chance to see every single dress that the kind of boutique is displaying but what it does which you can't really get through seeing pictures online is it actually gets, you actually get to see what dresses look like yes. in motion which I know is a slightly strange concept, but you know, if you've got a, a dress which has got a huge train on the back of it, um, and you know, how and people get an idea of how kind of fantastic that would be, and um, maybe don't think of the logistics of it so much, or maybe they get their their the mindset on a, a particular kind of style of dress, and then when they see someone actually walking in it, they go, "Oh, I don't, I don't like how that moves." I mean, I, I know that sounds like a, a strange concept. But I, I think that's a, it's a, it's a pretty valid point, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm making it. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right, because obviously when
0: it's on a mannequin, they can pin it back yeah. and make it fit so it's, like, s- straight on them. Um, rather than, you know, there's no, sort of, yeah. room for error on a mannequin, so it, it's nice to be able to see it on a human being. Um, being Jack's just, paused, just I'm not used sure in if general think, for it, else,
1: or just the main advantage of using one of those is whether obviously seeing it in motion. Okay, so let's play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Could you think of a valid reason to, other than just being plain lazy, would you, is, would you say there's any reasons to not attend wedding fairs? Yes. Well, um,
0: if you had hired a wedding planner who was going to organise the whole thing, then you've got no
1: need to yeah. necessarily attend a wedding fair. Um. If... I I, I, I I still argue with that, though. Yep. Because of a, a point I'm going to make in a moment, but I'll let you okay. finish. So there's that. I would say if you
0: are... Um, if you're trusting in your wedding venue and you say, I want this, 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 and this, and they give you their recommended supplies and you just go, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that obviously requires an awful lot of trust in your wedding venue. Um... Which, you know, you should have in theory, but still I feel like you should shop around a bit and see what else there is out there. Um, but I think those are really kind of the only two reasons that I could see for, for not attending one at all. Because even, if, even mm-hmm. if you go and you say, I'm not looking, I'm not buying anything, I'm not doing anything like this, it's just a chance to, you know, understand weddings a bit better, if nothing else. Because the thing is, is wedding suppliers are certainly... The ones that we know, or certainly ones I know, and I imagine the same for you, Chris, is that they're just helpful, nice, kind people. You know, they would do anything for anybody. So you go to a wedding fair with, you know, we've got a lot more experience planning weddings and working at weddings than 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 most people probably do. So, you know, any questions at all, we're happy to answer, even if you have zero interest in booking us. Uh, And I think that applies to a lot of wedding suppliers, because... Generally, they're quite nice
1: people. I'd still argue that wedding fairs are worth going to even if you've got a planner and even if you trust your venue because I think that they are such a great source of inspiration. So it might be the case that you've got a wedding planner or you've got a venue that is happy to say, oh yeah, I can get that for you and that for you. But I think sometimes some of the best um, ideas that come for a wedding are things that you never thought of in the first place so and you know i'm i'm not saying this just to be kind of self aggrandizing but you know a lot of people will say to myself and i'm sure you you as well um oh i never thought of having a magician at my my wedding never 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 thought about the 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 lull after the um, after the ceremony i didn't think about any entertainment for between the wedding breakfast and the evening starting because people you know people don't it's probably their first wedding they've planned um they've probably maybe been to a few before um, and you know, getting those ideas that you wouldn't have ever thought of. You know, where else are you going to get those ideas from? I mean, obviously you can jump on Google and you can search for wedding ideas or Pinterest for wedding ideas or Instagram for hashtag wedding ideas. Um, but actually, you know, it's luck of the draw what you're going to see. Whereas you go to a, a wedding fair, you're going to get a nice variety of stuff. Because generally, when you go to the better ones the organisers will say, okay, we're having a maximum of four photographers, we're going to have one magician, we're going to have one photo booth, we're going to have, we'll try and get as much variety in as possible, Um, and then maybe with the kind of things that are necessary for all things, such as makeup artists, such as photographers, will have more of those, but they will try and supply a variety of different ideas to to inspire you, so I think from an an inspiration point of view, uh, wedding fairs are are really, really good to attend, if they're good, because, I, and I think that's maybe the point we should go on to next about the different standard of wedding fairs, um, which is potentially controversial. Um, do, do, do you think you should have to, should you have to pay to attend a wedding fair? Um, so, as I, I mean... Oh, he doesn't know how to answer this one, does he? No, because he, does, he doesn't... He he knows that he's a ghost affairs that people have to pay to attend, and he doesn't want to offend anyone. That's that's it's, what my guess. No, it's right not.
0: Now. No, well, I so from a purely selfish point of view, and um, who knows? I know this is going out live, but you know I can edit the podcast. So this bit never
1: makes it to the podcast, um, but <laughs> this is still going to be on our Facebook page. Though. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> If anyone gets like half an hour into this, then they've done
0: bloody hell. yeah, I'll give them that. <laughs> they deserve to hear this. Um, so from a purely selfish point of view, as a wedding supplier, generally speaking, at uh, wedding fairs where, they have, where brides have to pay to enter, I find there's a higher quality of, of bride that comes through the door because obviously they're paying to be there. They're, they're instantly more interested. So for me... As a, as a supplier, I prefer a venue that's that or a, a wedding fair that's got a, a paid entrance. But as a bride, I think um, I don't think it necessarily makes that much of a difference um, because it's never a fortune, no, 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 no not at all. No, um, but I think it doesn't, it, yeah, it just doesn't make a difference as a bride because. Just because you're paying to enter doesn't necessarily mean they've vetted the suppliers anymore. It just means they're also charging mm. you to come into the vet, into the show. So I don't think that that necessarily yeah. means anything at all. So I don't I don't think that bears any anything on it.
1: You nearly dug yourself out of that hole, thanks. Nearly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure what I think about it because I think obviously. Like, wedding suppliers pay to be at the, uh, at the events, uh, and as they should, because, you know, um, so to then charge the, the brides as well. I'm I, I don't know what I think about that. I mean, I, I do completely agree that, you know, from a supplier point of view, people are more happy to pay money to attend when they have more money. So they are potentially a, a better quality of lead or better prospect for the higher end suppliers. Um, but no, the best fair I go to doesn't have any, um, any entrance fee. Actually, fact, the the best two I don't mm. don't, and they are the the higher end ones as well. But one of them is actually invite only, so that's again
0: that's a different thing. I think I think if it's invite only, yeah, then there's an expectation of uh the level of bride that's going to uh, the level of supply that's going to be there.
1: Yeah, they, like, they, I think that's a very different prospect. Yeah. So if you if you get in if you oh and this is an absolute must if you get invited to an invite only wedding open day, I I don't think go. it's even a yeah you've got to go like with without question because by kind of hitting that bar of entry, you are kind of essentially saying I want there's been something about what you said which is that I want the best of the best. Um, and they will show you who the best of the best are. So, um, you yeah, know, the, the, the Low of Castle uh, Wedding Open Day, I'm not sure if this has been made public yet or not, so I'm not gonna say when it is just in case I get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but that, uh, as far as I'm aware, that is invite only, um, and that's a very, very special event I'm very, very proud to be a part of. Um, so but if, you, yeah. if you do, if there's anything like that you get invited to, which is invite only, go, some, Take the day off work if you have to. Better, yeah. Uh, here's here's something um, I've just occurred to me. Um, should you go to wedding fairs with your partner? And actually, as a, as a follow-up point, because otherwise I might forget it. Should you book people on the day?
0: Yeah, I think that they they should be there because of the second. Well, the decision makers should be there. Let me clarify that.
1: Is that, is that decision makers?
0: Yes. So, no. that doesn't necessarily mean the bride Partner. and the groom. It, mean. it could be the bride and the bride's mother, or it could be the father of the bride, Could be the or whoever is the decision makers. The bride and the bride, the groom and the groom. Yeah. Just a good... Anybody. Whoever's making the decision should be there. And whoever's footing the bill should be there as well. Because they are the part of the decision-making that, process.
1: So, just being completely honest, is that from your point of view as someone giving good wedding planning advice, or is that someone as come, coming from someone who's a wedding supplier who wants to make sales on the day? No, it's coming from no, it's not. Because, and
0: I'll tell you why, it's coming from me Click trying to do. offer advice because there have been times, and this hasn't happened to me, but I've heard it has happened to other people, other magicians, is that the mother of the bride will be there or someone will be there who is footing the bill, whoever that is, whether it's the groom's parents, the bride's parents, whoever, whoever, or they're paying for it, someone is paying for it, obviously. And the bride says, oh that would be a really good idea to have a magician and they leave it at that and they walk off. And then... The mother of the bride, or the father, whoever's whoever is in charge, whosoever is pulling the purse strings, whoever that is, comes back later yep. and books it so, as a surprise for the for the bride. Now that wouldn't happen yep. if the decision maker wasn't there. So it's, it's a good chance to get yourself like a, a, a
1: nice extra, freebie potentially. Yeah, potentially nice, get a freebie. That's a set. So Pretend I'm to throwing in advice thing. to get free stuff. Yeah what well, if one more F- free stuff that still costs exactly the same amount of money to someone else yeah well that isn't that the definition of free stuff um, yeah uh, well, I th- yeah I, I think that's um a, a pretty solid answer I, I, I think that I think that um, both members of the couple should be there because it's is it as much as you know it's called, called the bride's day or whatever it, the it's about two people coming together and stamping their personality on the day, as I say on every bloody podcast, but, you know, that's what I really feel it's all about. Uh, and, you know, if you've got partner one going along and looking at everything and they're just trawling back countless flyers of things and saying to partner, oh, this person was good, and this person was good, and this person, I didn't like this person, and then the other person just goes, hmm how much, mm-hmm how much and the the other if the other partner isn't there then it more or less comes down to well let's look at the budget then or whatever it they the other partner will not really get a chance to understand what the true value of that supply was because they, the the wedding suppliers know good wedding suppliers know their value and they will know their sales pitch and their sales pitch will be good it will be polished it will be fluent um, and the, the partner going back will never be able to kind of point that all of the stuff out that's you know the the wedding supplier was yeah. able to point out so what it comes down to you know is oh I'll go away and speak to my partner about it the partner just goes how much was it no I don't think I want to pay that much for whatever it is whereas you know if they're there on the day and they understand you know they can see what the value is they can see what the cost is and they can actually kind of weigh that up as a as a, a a joint thing as opposed to a kind of separate thing, then you are much more likely to make good decisions about the wedding, I think. Um, so yeah, whether that is partner two coming along or whether that's the the person paying the bill, um, yeah, they, they, they should be there. So I think that you should make your partners come along because they are just—it's their day just as much as yours, and they might see something that they really like, you know. And they might even enjoy themselves—you never know. And you get to normally get to try some awesome food, so why not? Um, True. There's lots so of cake at wedding fairs. There's an awful lot of cake at wedding fairs, uh, and quite often. My I'm- favorite bit is when we.
0: It, my favorite bit is when you get to about ten to four, <laughs> and they're ten minutes away from finishing the show, and the cake people start coming round, going, cake? "I don't want to take this home."
1: And they start giving all the suppliers cakes, the best bit. Oh yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I have frequently come back with like a tray of cake, not because the cake is bad yeah. at all. It's just because they they cook so much damn cake because they don't want to be in a situation where there's no cake. Um, and my my family tend to be very happy when I come back for lots of cake. So oh yes. So yeah, just just go for the cake if nothing else, because normally it's very very good cake. Because that's why they're yeah. cake makers.
0: Um and i 'll be honest i can 't think of a better way to finish finish this than with
1: go for the cake no 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 we can't we can 't wrap it up yet because I feel like even though we 're not doing quick fire questions, I think we should have a random yeah. question of the week and if sam's maybe Sam should ask the random question of the week as sam is a uh, and she can ask us anything.
0: Sam's there sam's actually listening at this point Sa- okay, sam's we'll actually do that listening and'll we'll sign off uh, she 's gone for a favorite.
1: Oh, Sam. Oh, well. Favourite place I've ever been. It's fine. Okay. Um, Jack, what's your favourite place you've ever been? Good question. So... (laughs) Norwich. Okay, anyone who's been listening to the podcast
0: for any length of time will know how much I love Disney, so obviously Disney World needs to be up there. Um, But there is a place just south of um, about an hour or so, maybe an hour and a half south of um, San Francisco called Carmel. Beautiful, beautiful beaches uh, and it's very very nice place so that's probably my favourite place I've ever been and um, I would quite happily live there if anyone's offering.
1: Okay, no, that's interesting. Chris? So no, not Norwich then? Um, no. I'll, I'll, well I think, didn't we have didn't we have a holiday destination Was one of the podcasts we recorded recently? Uh, yeah, because it
0: was... Uh, yeah, it was um,
1: Sally Ann's. Oh, Sally Ann's one. So I said... Uh, Sally Ann's asked favourite holiday destination um, and I said Machu Picchu. Well, I, I said favourite place I've been was uh, Machu Picchu in Peru. Um, favourite place... Um, I love a lot of New Zealand. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, and I had an amazing time on a tiny island... Off the coast of um, Brazil, called Ilia Grande, uh, which was pretty um, astonishing. And our, our next episode is next Thursday with uh, Jessica Hillier Floral Design. Uh, And she is talking about how not to waste money on your wedding day. Uh, Some really great tips and advice in there. So look out for that. Uh, It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do podcast.